0: Flyers Daily with Jason Martinez. All
1: right, here we go. Brand new Flyers Daily for the 7th of April, 2023, as the Flyers go down in Game 3 of this four-game road trip last night in Dallas. 4-1 the final. Flyers get out shot in the game 30-25. The only goal in the game for the Flyers comes from Kevin Hayes. He ends a long drought, longest of his career. Uh, between goals, he gets the only flyer goal. Rasmus Line and Owen Tippett pick up the assist. And the Flyers fall against Dallas 4-1. to Late goal in the first period by Jason Robertson. One and a half seconds left. Takes a shot. It gets blocked. Puck comes right to him and he just fires it and beats Carter Hart. He's an unbelievable player, but that is a tough, tough goal at that point in the game. And then some self-inflicted wounds as well. Too many men in the ice penalties. And the Flyers end up falling against the Dallas Stars. For one they'll be back at it coming up on Saturday when they take on the New York Islanders at UBS Arena. And that'll wrap up the four-game road trip. But in this episode, we've got a very special conversation. Now, I put a tweet out yesterday, or two days ago rather, telling people that I was going to be taping an interview with John Tortorella yesterday afternoon. And I wanted to turn this interview, for the most part, over to Flyer fans. You guys are awesome. The people that listen every day, I appreciate it so much. And I thought it would be a good opportunity for you guys to conduct the interview. Plus, I'm kind of on vacation, so I figured, you know, I'll lessen my load of preparation for the interview with Torts and get some great questions from the fan base. We had over 100 questions posted to my uh, solicitation tweet, and I picked out a bunch of the best ones. There was a lot of good ones that I didn't get to. Uh, that perhaps I'll use in an upcoming conversation with Torts. But here is my conversation with Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. Torts, how are you doing? Doing
0: okay. Getting ready to go.
1: Um, I'm going to turn this episode kind of over to some fan questions because I solicited for some on Twitter. And usually on Twitter you get some mindless stuff, but the fans really kind of stepped up to the plate about 100 responses and some good questions that I'm going to hit you on since I'm kind of on vacation, so I'll mail it in a little bit. But I'm going to start here because the the question that was – most prevalent was are you going to be moving up to the president of hockey operations because you have not been behind the bench?
0: Absolutely not. <laughs> uh, I'm, I'm, I'm behind. Um, it gives me an opportunity. I want to make sure I'm clear. It just gives me an opportunity to allow my coaches to progress as far as being better coaches. They, uh, coaches aspire to be head coaches. They do so much work for me as assistant coaches this, this gives them an opportunity to experience running a bench in a, in a National Hockey League game and some of the things that come into it different than an assistant. And that's all this is, is, is developing. We're trying to develop players. This gives me an opportunity to help coaches develop too. Does it also kind of,
1: you know, when the lead cats away, the mice will play? Does it give you kind of a perspective a little bit with you not being
0: there and, you know, the hammer is ultimately yours? Yeah, it, 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 what, it, what it, the perspective it gives me is I, I, I like watching how the like, like Rocky went through a, a process the other night in his game where we played two periods that we were not good and I don't think the effort was there. It, it, it allowed him to show his personality. Uh, it, it, his personality is totally different than Brad Shaw's. Uh, Daryl Williams is going to get a game also a very a very young coach uh, younger than these guys. he's going to get an opportunity. It allows them to express themselves. And I think a different voice for the players after a long year, I think it's good. And, and I'm not sure if I'm answering your question, but that's, that, that's what I see. And it's really given Danny and I a, a tremendous uh, situation in two games, two out of the three, to talk while we're watching our team play. And uh, I think it's been really healthy.
1: This is a relationship business, and that relationship building is paramount, of course. All right, Torch, This is where we turn it over to the fans. We start with Danny Charlton on Twitter. He says, Torch, what do you see as the biggest challenge moving forward into year two of the plan? Is it staying the course with development of certain young new players? Make another jump? Will the direction or time frame change as well?" Thanks.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, I think uh, the I, I think a little bit of the layout for the the second year of this is to continue to develop. Uh, I, I think we've made some great strides with developing of our young players here. Uh, I think there's two or three others in Lehigh that we're interested in, uh, maybe joining in here and see if they can be part of the foundation. But I, I, I think an important point here is 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 to add, uh, after we subtract, uh, I think, uh, you know, I think a few players will not be here that are on the team this year, will not be here next year. So there's your subtraction opens up slots and add the right, uh, maybe second-tier free agent, not a big name, uh, but maybe a character guy, maybe a face-off guy, a penalty killer, uh, those type of players that solidify your lineup, along with the addition of hopefully a a healthy Cam Atkinson and Katoria, And uh, uh, we can't forget that. We're hoping they're going to be healthy and they fill a couple of spots. So uh, I think we're going to be younger. Uh, than this year, and but still add in certain spots with some new blood coming in, and hopefully the two guys that have been out are healthy and ready to go.
1: And Torch, you and I have talked about it. You don't want to bring in veteran guys in here that are going to block some of these young guys. You got to still see what more of these guys are all about at the NHL level.
0: There's no question, and and that that's that's what happens when I think you subtract here is 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 to it it, it just opens up more room for younger players to develop as a player on the ice and also in the locker room as far as leadership. And, uh, you, you know, that, it, it, this is where we're at. And I think the most important thing is, is just stay with it. Uh, uh, if we struggle or we're doing really well, no matter what we're doing, stay with the process that we've kind of talked about here uh, of how we want to go about it here the next few years.
1: Brings us to our next question, which is comes from Mike Five at Mike KH Hughes. He says, uh, "You've said all season that long, the, long that the team is building, and has a ways to go before getting to where they need to be. But how do you process this with the players?" He said, "In other words, how do you help proud pro athletes work through the frustrations of not being good enough?"
0: Yeah, yeah, it's a great question, and it's a, it's kind of a, it's kind of a tightrope you're walking in. And not not telling your team, you don't want your team to hear that they're not good enough, you know. And that's not what we've told them. Uh, uh, I, I guess the best way I can explain this is I've been totally honest right on through here uh, to the individual player as far as where he stands in the organization, and to the team and our team concept and where we are as a team. Uh, and, and that's not saying we're not good enough. We're in a process of of building another team, of rebuilding this team. And and I haven't pulled any punches with our group, with our team. And but there's been some exciting things that go along with this here. I, I think we have it back on the tracks. And and I, I think our players feel they have it back on the tracks. And they uh and I think they've handled themselves very well in a very difficult time for this organization.
1: Top this I'm one yeah, you did very yeah. well. Uh, this one comes from me. You know, I feel like for the first time in a number of years that there's almost a checklist of what you're looking for when it comes to players, and they need to meet the requirements of the checklist. Yeah, talent's part of that, but character on and off the ice is part of that. Uh, A resiliency in the way you play, honest hockey. I think that those are the things that, because that's the way Danny was as well as a player, and a fierce competitor. Is that what you guys are looking for going forward, those kind of top things?
0: Yeah, and what you're talking about here. It's just being a good pro. Yeah. Uh, you know, you you, you 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 become a pro, I guess, when you get paid. That's a definition of being a pro, right? And but there's so many different things that go into play, in and what we're trying to build here in Philly. Now, now other teams, other coaches, other managers may look for different things in in where they're at as as a team right now. But this is this is foundational building. That's what we're talking about here is foundational building. And and to me, that's the most important part. Of getting where you want to be yeah there's going to be some pain when when you're building the foundation but if you do it right early on in these first couple of years you're not it's not a seesaw going back and forth of what your team is you get that foundation straightened out and then you build from there and that's when you get to the point of maybe looking for that top free agent when you think you've got your foundation you've got your cap straightened out uh, all those things fall into play. And that's when you look for that maybe generational player that think can get, get you over the hump.
1: Torts, I'm just getting a huge sense of enthusiasm that you have. A lot of people ask the question when I solicited saying, is this what you expected? Are, are you enjoying this? You know, I, and I responded the other day to somebody who said, Torts loves teaching. He's shown more video this year. Uh, he's told us than ever before. <laughs> but there's a real
0: enthusiasm to what you've got going on here. It's it's one of the it, it's one of the most enjoyable parts for coaches, is the teaching part of it. And and I, and I'll layer it this way to you too, Jason. The way we're teaching here, my my assistant coaches are doing a lot of the X's and O's the, on the board and uh, a lot of that. I'm I'm trying to teach the mind. I'm I'm trying to figure out the mind, which to me is is the most interesting part of athletes. It, it is. It's crazy some of the situations you get involved in when you test people. or uh, They test you. They come back at you, and, and you're trying to figure out how far you can push them. Did I did it too much? Uh, can they handle it? Or do they want more? Are they asking for more? All this, all this comes from the mind. And uh, so it's kind of really an interesting dynamic. Uh, and we're so fortunate to be involved with such great athletes to, to
1: go about this business. Yeah, the mind is a, I talked about it yesterday and, you know, losing the effect it can have on elite athletes as well. I'm going to combine these two. Joe Mooney uh, tweets in and says, from my viewpoint, torture coaching style has seemed to evolve over the years. What or who has influenced you to change the early torts into the more patient and reserved version we see today? And Sam, uh, Simon Costigan said, when did you first start to understand the power of the psychological side of elite sport and how has it changed your coaching style? Great question. Yeah,
0: yeah, you know what? Where I think, I think as all managers, I think as all even employees, whether it be in hockey or in business, if you're not open to listen and and evolve as our look at our world, our world has evolved. I mean, uh, some of the things going on now, ten years ago it was totally opposite. I think yeah. you're not if you're not willing. And the first point I like to make is I've tried to be a better listener. Uh, I haven't mastered that. I I readily admit that I have not mastered that because sometimes I just, uh, I just, my convictions are strong and I want to make sure I don't lose those too. But uh, listening to the players, they have changed me. I I think the most important part of, of a coach and especially a head coach is it's not your game. It's the player's game. And you need to make adaptations uh, to them, and not not stick with what you want to do all the time. And it, it, it's come that way, Jason, with all, in all pro sports, players want more say. They want in, they want to be in the conversation more, and not just being talked at. They want to be talked with. And I think that's one of the most important things for coaches with today's athletes is to get that straightened out. And you you'll have to make a decision. As far as how far that goes, how much, how much conversation that they're they're gonna have, because eventually you have to make a call on decisions regarding your team, or it'll, it'll just be running amok. It'll be crazy. So I, I think that's one of the most important things you have to do as a coach is make sure you're listening and let them be let them be part and empower them in the conversation.
1: Yeah, listen, process, and then make the appropriate decisions based yeah. on all the facts. Um, Dan Knightley tweets in, he says, what separates the great players from the good players? Torch, you've coached a long time, and you've coached some absolutely great players. I, I watched your introduction or your speech at Martin St. Louis um, in, in Tampa, and you said, <laughs> <laughs> with his kids here, you said he was a pain in the ass to coach. But that's one of the elements that separates good players from great players.
0: Yes. And, and there you're talking about the mind. It's not the skill. It's not the skating. It's the mental toughness that Marty St. Louis brought to us. And, 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 and this was a young man that was told, no, stuck in the minors, had a cup of coffee up in the national hockey league, sent back to the minors. You're too small. You're not going to be able to play in this league. What does he do? And and he still has it as a coach. I've talked to him many times this year I put it this way. He has a chip on his shoulder down to his ankle. And, and, and that, that is a mental toughness. That is a, a mental uh, thought that you are not going to tell me I can't do this. And uh, he has abilities. We, you have to have the abilities to be a hall of framer like he is, but his mind was one of the strongest minds I've coached. And he drove me crazy because he challenged me every day. And, and I, I thank him every day because he made me a better coach and, uh, and I hope it was reciprocal as I was pushing him. Hopefully, I helped him along the way as a player.
1: Yeah, iron sharpens iron. I'm a firm believer in that. Um, last one from the fans Anthony Gianpalo tweets and he says, For torts, did you accomplish what you want this year? We're not done yet, but we're getting close.
0: Yeah, I, 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 uh, th- that's a war. I'll, I'll put that as an in between yes and a no. I, I think they're, um, and it's something I'll probably talk about in the offseason. I, I think I, I failed in certain situations with, with certain players at certain times. Uh, I, I think there's a lot more to do here organizationally as far as getting Buddy on, their, on the right road is what they're supposed to be doing to help this organization to win. And that's not always on the ice. It's, kinda, it's in our office and everything. I, 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 as I've said, I think it's too gray. Uh, me personally, uh, I think there's been some, I'm really happy about some things that I think I've helped with, but I think I failed in certain other spots that I need to be better at. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I don't want to get into specifics, but I, I, I I think I'm a a tweener there. I'm in between.
1: Okay. That's not a waffle answer either. I mean, you're going to self-evaluate like everybody else and hold yourself to a high standard because I've said that you walk around. And what you've brought to the organization is you carry a very large mirror and you make people look in it because you can't hide from what you see.
0: You know what I mean? That's yeah, important. I, I think it's the only way and not just in my business. I, I, I if there's no honesty to the people that you're with and you not being on and, and you're not honest with yourself, I, I just don't think you become a better person. Uh, and I think we're always trying to become better people. Uh, my job is a is a guidance counselor trying to make other people better, too. If, if, you, if you're if you not honest with them, I, I don't think it's fair to them. I, I don't think I'm doing my job properly. And, you know, Jason, some days I don't like hearing the honesty because it's not that great stuff, but I, I think I owe it to them. I, I, I think that's a huge part of my job. Yeah, I've heard that from many
1: players that you coach, that they really appreciate the fact that there's no gray area on where they are and how they're performing. Stuart's uh, talking about great things that people do and things to make you feel better, either – fostering or adopting a pet and we've got a dog that was featured a couple weeks ago i think it was on your radio hit this dog's yep. name is coffee cake i love yep. coffee cake mixed breed dog um came to the shelters astray has a problem with one uh, of her eyes and uh she has limited vision in that eye but three to five years old this dog is and an absolute beauty we need to get this dog either adopted or fostered immediately if not sooner
0: yeah and and this is one of the greatest things about this year's show, it just seems like the dogs get grabbed up, either fostered or adopted, the ones we talk about. This is kind of an emergency here with her. This is the second round we're talking about her. So uh, that that shows the, uh, the urgency that I think the shelter wants to happen here. And she's beautiful. And the thing about this, it's a pity. It's a pity mix. Beautiful brindle. And I think people get worried about that, that it's a pity. But it, you need to read the bio on her. You need to go on the site and check her out because she's just such a mild-mannered dog. Uh, uh, you know, she, I, I can't do it justice by talking about it. You need to look at the site and, and read about her. And this is now a few weeks that we're trying to get her out there. She needs help. Yeah, and let's make it happen. I, yeah, we do. And there's such, so many great people that have stepped up to the plate here. And and I say it again, Jason, it doesn't have to be a forever home for her with your home. But just to get her out of the shelter so she can be normalized a little bit in fostering will help her tremendously when people do and may have strong interests as far as a forever home to help her. So yeah. huge, huge, uh, huge play here for her. So I hope everybody gets on that site and takes a look at her.
1: Yeah, she's got a little cat in her, too, coffee cake. She's content yeah. and can entertain herself. That's a cat.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, she also yeah. has
1: a strong foundation of house training. She'll politely ask to go out and great at holding it as well. So those are great uh, elements as well. Uh, towards a uh, pause event coming up on April 27th, Pours for Paws. Now, it's a fun night out uh, open to animal lovers of all ages, pizza and appetizers, open bar and domestic beer, wine and well liquor, and a silent auction and raffle. And tickets information is available at phillypaws.org. So that's another great. Opportunity to get into the
0: mix here and really help out along with your foundation. Yeah, I get get on that site PhillyPaws.org. You'll see everything that's going on. And again, how can you go wrong having a beer, or something to eat, and, and really looking at some dogs that maybe you might be interested in. And um, you know, it, it. I think people that adopt a foster, it 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 basically saves these animals uh, because there are certain situations where. There are shelters that just can't keep them, and and then you know what happens from there.
1: Yeah,
0: Uh, you're not only helping the animal, but I stress to you, it just does such a great thing for you as a person, for your family. How good it can become uh, to 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 join in here. It it is not a better feeling when you know that you've saved an animal, and I I, uh, and and you're drinking a beer when you're talking about this.
1: Even better. (laughs) Um, The other thing too is I believe in sports karma and hockey gods and since this is hockey and hounds you do a good thing for those dogs we get good good looks from the hockey gods in the sports karma world um, you got to check out philadelphia slash hockey and hounds all the details on the adoptable dolls of the week are there hockey and hound shirts available as well uh, supporting john and christine tortorella's family foundation for giving back learn more about the foundation at dot org. we appreciate the time as always
0: yeah jason great talking to you and i'm going to say the last thing to the people Get on these damn sites and look at this. It's so important and uh, it's very rewarding. Thanks, Jason.
1: There he is, Flyers head coach, John Tortorella. Boy, he was on his game in that conversation. So much enthusiasm. And I think we can put the rest, the story, or the thinking that John Tortorella is moving up to the president of hockey operations role. He's gonna be behind that bench next year and probably for the foreseeable future. So thanks to Torch for joining us. Thanks to you for listening. We'll have another brand new episode coming up tomorrow. We'll preview Flyers Islanders on a brand new episode of Flyers Daily. Enjoy your Friday, everybody.